Thank you so much for coming and welcome to the North Liberty Community Library's first ever live recording of their Stork Storytime Talks podcast. Can we all raise a glass and let's give a toast to the bad moms. <laughs> to the bad moms. Cheers. Cheers. If you are expecting, thinking of starting a family, or already have kids at home, this is a podcast for you. If you are already not aware, our Stork Storytime initiative, sponsored by Mercy of Iowa City, encourages expecting families to develop a daily reading routine before a baby and the chaos that comes along with children arrives. By attending this event, I'm sure all of you are already aware very aware of the chaos that can come to homes that I'm talking about. We're dishing on bad moms tonight, bad mom moments for this episode. We'll talk about how mom guilt can be different for everyone, how some moms can carve out their own identity, and how we can support all the moms as well. My name is Emily O'Sheridan Tabor. I work at the North Liberty Community Library. I do family services, so I take care of the littles, five and under, and then family programming too. I've been married for 15 years. My husband's name is Abdur Mambila. We have three children together. I have a 10-year-old, an almost 7-year-old, and then a 10-and-a-half-month-old. I enjoy sleeping and reading when I can right before I fall asleep. So we'll go ahead and meet our other panelists. I'll just quickly introduce Amy Schultz, Rakeshia Harrington, and Sarah Meehan. So I'll go ahead and pass uh, the mic on to Amy. Here we go. Hi guys, I'm Amy Schultz. Uh, I've lived in North Liberty for 11 years, been married for 10. I have a seven-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son. Um, I think on my bio I said that I enjoy long walks down every aisle in Target and that I uh, am a stay-at-home mom by day, avid crafter by night, and that uh, I aspire to be the Grant Grizzly mascot. There you go. <laughs> um, my name is Rakeshia Harrington. Um, I've been in North Liberty for 11 years and married for 16. Um, I have a 22-year-old and 16-year-old and a 10, I mean an 11-year-old. I forgot how old she was. <laughs> and an 11-year-old. And um, things I enjoy doing is mostly just being around people and my family and my closest friends. Um, I secretly like traveling without my kids <laughs> a lot, but... I also want to take them around and see the world too. So, um, but that is what I enjoy doing um, most of the time. Uh, I'm Sarah Meehan. I am married to my high school sweetheart, and we have four kids. Um, my oldest is 10, my second is almost nine, um, my daughter is six, and my youngest is three and a half. Um, I am the owner of the Iowa City Moms Blog and also Cowork Collective Downtown Iowa City. So probably pretty obvious that I enjoy connecting people and being with other moms and that's just my passion and I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. Also, feel free to say anything you want tonight. Don't hold back anything, even though we do have our uh, wonderful single man in the corner there. Derek, he's just here to do the sound. He is not here to uh, judge or to uh, you know make us feel uncomfortable in any way. So just pretend he's part of the wallpaper over there. <laughs> so let's start with our panel questions. Uh, first, Sarah, can you talk a little bit about what mom guilt means to you? 
Um, oh gosh. Mom guilt uh, sucks. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's just, I think it happens when we compare ourselves to other moms. That's when I find myself feeling like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like my friends are cooking nice meals every night and I'm not doing that. Or they're like bathing their kids every night and I'm not doing that. Um, or they just have everything together. Or I have some friends who have really clean cars. Uh, my car is never clean, like never clean. Um, so I guess it's just, I find that I feel guilty when I compare myself to other moms. And then for me, it's been helpful to actually admit that and tell the other moms because usually they have something that they feel guilty about too. So that's my experience. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great answer. Rikishia? For me right now is just um, going to go get ice cream on my own without them yes <laughs> um, which is something that me and my youngest always do is go get ice cream but for me that's that's kind of our thing so that's been it when I have to go sneaking and do it and I'm just like oh if she gonna find out <laughs> she know I did this um, but outside of that very similar to what you said when you look at other people and not to compare yourself with them but to be like oh they are super women like yeah. they're super woman and they can you know juggle and do everything and do it so effortlessly um that that is the moment when you're like man I you know I totally missed that basketball game because I had to work late or be at an event or something like that and then when you ask your kids like well how did the game go and they're like oh it was all right and they don't want to give you all the details and I need the details on what happened and so that's when I really feel bad because it's like those are the moments you won't get back and you can't redo it the highlights aren't enough um, I want to be the mom in the crowd yelling like yeah. and making my son embarrassed so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amy? Um, I think for me it's mainly like because I stay at home with my kids during the day when I have to ask somebody else to watch them, then I feel very guilty because I feel like that's my job and that I should be doing it. But every now and then, you know, you've got to go, maybe you don't want them at that doctor's appointment or whatever. <laughs> so I, but then I always feel guilty, like I have to rush back. Even there, if you, you know, my friends are like, take your time, you know, no big deal. I feel like I've got to get back to relieve them of their childcare duties. I don't know. But I agree too, like comparing yourself is never good either, so. Yeah. <laughs> I think my mom guilt comes from, like Sarah was saying, uh, my kids are coming home from a softball event and they're having a quesadilla or a bowl of cereal before they go to bed. And I'm tired and I want them to go to bed. And then I lay there in my bed and think, I should have made them something before we went to the softball game or packed them some carrots or something. Um, cereal is fine. <laughs> it's got lots of vitamins in it. But, uh, you know, next it's week it's going to be the same thing. <laughs> Great. Um, so, does anyone want to tell us their best bad mom moment? I've definitely got a great one. Okay, so this is going to sound really, really mean. One day, <laughs> my kids always go back and forth over which one is my favorite. Oh. All of them. So <laughs> they all think they're the favorite. And one day, I just, out of the blue, was like, well, all of you were accidents. And... <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
And my husband's mouth just like, he was like, you're not supposed to tell them that. And I'm like, but they were, so I have to like them. I, I mean, like, I have to love them. I don't like them, like, all the time. And so <laughs> I, I did feel kind of bad, but I was like, well, you had to realize that I really didn't plan all this. And so I, I guess none of them won that argument, but that was my bad mama. That's amazing. Do they bring really it up is. all the time? They bring it up. The, young, the youngest one still says, well, you were an accident, because I don't think she really raps. <laughs> like, I don't think she understands what, what I was saying, but yeah, that was my bad mama. All right, so my bad mom moment was we had just made um, a new mom friend. We have kids the same age, so I was like very excited to be going over to her house for the first time. My son, my son had been a little ill beforehand, but I was like, oh, it'll be fine. He had like just gone to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, we're good for a little while. Let's go. So we go over to their house, and um, the two oldest ones went downstairs. The two younger ones were like playing. I thought upstairs, and um, then the oldest one had come up, and she was like, um, there's been an accident. Now, her and I are talking, having a really good time, and we're like, is anybody bleeding? They're like, no, it's fine. And we're like, you're fine, you're fine. She came up like maybe three separate times to tell us that there was an accident, and you know, it needed somebody to come attend to someone. Which <laughs> they never specified who. Um, but it was my son who had the accident, and uh, it was in her master bedroom on the carpet, and he uh, was, when I walked in, he was standing, I'll demonstrate, <laughs> very wide stance on the carpet, and he's just looking at me like crying, and he had had um, wild diarrhea all down his leg and was like standing in a puddle of it. I had grabbed the babe, her baby and um, moments later her husband walked in. I mean, it was, oh, I thank you so much. <laughs> uh, it was a very great first impression. They bring it up all the time about how, you know, they can still see the stain in their master bedroom. <laughs> but we're still friends, so it's okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it was great. It was yeah. really great. <laughs> great the smell was also great. Sarah, did you have one you wanted to share? Yeah. Um, so we had a family sleepover with uh, some friends of ours. They have three kids. We have four. So it was very chaotic and just kind of the kids were just running around free range. Um, and we were just enjoying our time with our friends, um, similar to what it sounds like you were doing, <laughs> which maybe we shouldn't do, but... <laughs> We were doing that. Um, at that time, my daughter was about four, and she had a habit of writing her name on things all over our house, um, which, in hindsight, I should have probably been following her around. Um, but anyways, uh, someone came up and said, Nora wrote her name on the window downstairs, like on the windowsill. So I go get like a rag to go clean it up. I ask my friend for a cleaner, and we go down. She had not written her name. She had carved her name <laughs> into their windowsill. So it's still there. <laughs> uh, mine was from when I was a new parent, so I feel like there's a little bit of slack that needs to be given. Uh, I was driving my like 18-month-old around, and I had uh, someone turn right in front of me, and I just stopped and slammed on the horn and didn't have time to say anything, but from the back seat, my 18-month-old 
said, I'm sorry, excuse my French, fucking go. <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> oh, it's time for a review of my driving language. So, uh, That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. It's a great story. I love it. I can't wait till she's older and she appreciates it. Uh, so what is something that one of you swore you would never do as a parent and now you're like, I totally do that? Make multiple meals. I was like, I will always just make one meal. Everyone will eat it and they will like it and they're going to be happy about it. It's 100% not true. I'm like, oh, I saw there's like some meme that's like, oh, would you like yogurt three ways with your pink, your pink spoon on the flour plate? We 100% do that now. I'm like, oh, man, whatever. It's just not... It's just not worth my time, not worth a fight. So, yeah, yeah. that's what we do at our house. <laughs> I don't have one. Stop it right I'm now. I'm so serious. Like, I knew that my kids would probably co-sleep with me. Yeah. Because I didn't want to get up and go. Yeah. yeah so. Mine is co-sleeping. I always thought I would, like, send my kids back to bed. And, yeah. like, you know, nope. I'm like, all come in. on. Let's, yep. let's all just go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Get in there. Get in. But, yeah, that's. Probably it, or maybe when my kids started learning to drive, um, to let them just go places on their own with their friends. And I said, like, no, I would never let them do that. And now I'm like, bye, take your sister. <laughs> Call me or text me when you get there. Let me know you're okay. But that's probably, yeah, I think that's, that's a good one. <laughs> Um, I would probably say the food, too, like making the meals. But also, um, this is going to sound weird, but like yelling. Like I, when I was a kid, I was really shy and I didn't like when my parents yelled. And so I was like, I'm never going to yell at my kids, which is crazy. But I did think I was going to, I did think I was going to be someone who yelled less than other moms. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Summer's a good time to admit something like that. Yeah. Because in the neighborhood, when the windows are all open, yeah, you can really, really hear those vocal cords. It's when you just text your neighbors, I'm going to need you to go ahead and close your windows <laughs> right. until I send you the okay. Post on the neighborhood Facebook site. Everything's okay at our house, I swear. Everyone's alive. Uh, so how do you guys maintain your own identities uh, while raising children in the crazy, hectic life that you have? Oh, sure. Um, I, you kind of already talked about yours a little bit, so it's easy. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy crafting in any way, shape, or form, so I find that that really helps me stay me. And um, I've gotten, as my kids have gotten older, I've been able to spend more time doing it. So I feel like, especially right now, like that I'm in a very good place with myself and that I'm happy with how things are going. But I know when your kids are little, it's not always that easy. And I probably wouldn't have said that maybe four years ago. But now I find that, you know, crafting, which is something that I love, really helps me stay me. Um, how do I maintain my identity while we're raising my children? So my oldest is 22. And a lot of things that I did on like the university campus, she was there too. So trying to separate that so I'm just not her mom or she's just my daughter. And um, so we kind of wouldn't tell people <laughs> that we were related like 
for a while like they would just have to find out just because of our names and stuff um, and so that was one thing and just because the ages of my children being a lot older um, trying to still do things and again going back to my oldest daughter being 22 I used to be like there's no way that we're gonna be in the club like dancing and you know I'm hanging (laughs) with my friends you hanging with your friends so it was moments like that where I was just like you know what I can't go in certain spaces and I still do that today just to kind of Stay clear of that, cause I don't want to see her down there like twerking on the floor, <laughs> <laughs> and I have to go snatch her up. Like, no, we don't do that. So this is uh, how we do it. <laughs> yeah, this is you know. So there's moments like that where um, just trying to stay, you know, and let her become who she needs to become, right. and not in my shadow. Yeah, so. that's great. Um, I would say staying up late. Um, my husband and kids all go to bed obviously very fairly early and I stay up at least three four five hours after yeah. them yeah. Um, so you get to sleep in then no three or no. four hours later no. no um yeah so I just enjoy that time to myself even just working sometimes I just enjoy that it's quiet and I can think a thought without being interrupted yeah and I'm also a book nerd so reading books great that's so uh, I think mine is like volunteering or being in the community, being with my friends, which most of my volunteering is actually centered around my kids. So that's sometimes, but it's still like being with my friends. So I appreciate that. Uh, so how has your parenting styles, and Rikishi, I think maybe you can speak to this a lot because your kids are so far apart. Um, how has your parenting style or your parenting choices changed as your kids have grown? I think I'm a lot uh, less strict on the younger one, and their personalities are all so different. Um, So just my parenting style with them overall overall has um, shifted a lot. I still joke with all of them, and we, you know, we play around a lot, but I think my youngest one probably gets away with a lot of things. She's a lot more independent. Um, They're are probably a lot of activities and things that I made sure that we went to when the other two were a little younger as well that we probably don't go to as much only because the younger one is like she wants to do what the older ones are doing so I had to find that balance but it's changed Um, she probably got a phone earlier than the rest of them (laughs) um, just because I got tired of hearing her ask for one but that would <laughs> that would probably be the the biggest thing um, because the oldest one is 22. There's a lot of things that she does that the younger two are like. But she gets to do it, and I'm like, but she technically can live on her own and pay her own bills. So she's put in a lot of time here. She yeah, has. you put in that time, yeah. you might be able to do that too. Yeah. Um, as my kids have gotten older I've stopped caring as much (laughs) Um, (laughs) they're like oh can I go out in the backyard and play I'm like yes go like have fun be free and I'm like just keep an eye on your brother you know yeah Yeah. he's like four now I'm sure he's fine like you know we have a great neighborhood so I know as long as they are not in the street they're all right like so that's kind of how my parenting has changed. I used to, when they were younger, I used to be a lot more overprotective, right, overprotective, yeah. and you know, on them. And you just spend more time because they're little; you, they need your supervision. Now that she's 
seven and a half. I'm like, see ya. <laughs> and here you go. You say a lot of responsibility. Because my youngest, I say, text me when you get there. <laughs> like, that's my answer to everything. Yeah. Like, text me when you get there. <laughs> yeah, I would say the same as Amy. I'm just more laid back, I guess, which is scary because I was laid back with the first one. So, um, yeah, the fourth one pretty much just does whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, so how do you think we can support other moms in the community? What would be some suggestions that you guys have? I think events like these where people are sharing, you know, how they are flawed and still functioning and everybody's trying their best and, you know, there's, we all have commonalities as mothers, you know, whether it's being up really late at night and not being able to sleep in and still having to do all of the regular mom duties, like that we're all in this together is, you know, I think that that's very, I find it very helpful. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Like, events like this, being able to, like, openly share, like, yeah, I'm, I totally messed up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think, and laughing at some of that because yeah. we are so bogged down with just trying to be perfect and there's no such thing as perfect. There's not a, a said handbook, one handbook to follow to raise our kids. And I think we need to be able to acknowledge that and just kind of write our own story of what parenting looks like. Yep. So. Yeah, I would basically say the same thing. Um, I would just say to be authentic, tell tell the truth about what's going on with you. Um, that's where I've made the most connections with other moms is when I say like, I haven't given my kid a bath in 10 days um, because it feels really good to tell the truth after just pretending that you're doing everything perfectly. So just being authentic and kind of making those connections with other moms, not just putting your pictures on Instagram and pretending everything everything's fine. perfect in your and that everybody's well bathed. Yeah. yeah, I think the other thing is being willing to step in and say, "Hey, you know, if I know you have four or five kids, I'm like, let me take two of them with me. Like, yeah. I'm not taking all of them, but maybe yeah. I can take two. Don't be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like let me take two, or yeah. you know, and yes. hang out with them and just really check on the moms because. We deal with a lot of things internally, and we don't always express that openly. So yeah, or a smile in the grocery store. Yeah, like yeah. Your kids having a meltdown. I've been there too. I also want to strangle my children. Yes, uh, it's fine <laughs> to feel that way. Don't be embarrassed. And it's okay not to like your kids. Yes, you have to love them, but you don't have to like them all the time. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so all right, everyone. Uh, when you came in tonight, each of you hopefully wrote down a bad mom's moment. Uh, and we put a, some on the garage door, the wall back there. If you have a minute, go and read some. But we've grabbed, our panelists have grabbed their favorite. So we're going to go ahead and take turns and read them aloud. Um, mine's not that exciting, only because I've already mentioned this twice. <laughs> not that whoever wrote this is not exciting. Um, but this person, I just wanted it because I would say the same thing. Um, she said, I only bathe my child once a week. Um, I've already brought this up again, but it seriously just, like, made me feel so good. <laughs> so oh, that's great. I don't remember the last time I bathed my baby. I mean, he still smells okay. So I was like, once a week? That's really good keeping time. Like, track of time. All right, so this is totally me. When my daughter wasn't listening and ran around my van, and the lady next to her opened the door, smacked her right in the head. 
Daughter was crying, lady trying to help her, and mom is laughing. That's me. All day. I think Melanie could probably appreciate that one, who's got a son who runs across parking lots. Oh, yeah. I feel like maybe I picked this one because it's dealing with bodily fluids as well. I didn't really realize that until you said it. Okay, this is not mine, but I felt very related to it. So it says, when my son was a couple of months old, while changing his diaper, I noticed he was peeing into his mouth slash face. (laughs) Thank you all for sharing those. If you haven't got a chance to write one, there's cards and markers on your table, and there's also cards and markers in the back table there. You can definitely uh, write one down, and I think we'll maybe post some later for the event. But uh, I wanted to thank you all for joining us, and thank our panelists, Amy, Rakishia, and Sarah as well. This has been um, a really great time. (laughs) Thank you. And we've had a really great time uh, doing the first Stork Storytime podcast. Again, a shout out to our sponsors, uh, Mercy Iowa City and Tin Roost, and then all the sponsors who gave our uh, prizes as well. If anyone wants to listen, you can go to the website or SoundCloud. And of course, make sure to subscribe in whichever way you listen to all of the Stork Storytime Talks podcasts. There's a lot of really good information on there as well. And uh, enjoy the rest of your time, and we hope to see you next time. Thank you so much again, everyone.